This is the Gary V Audio Experience. Cause we're gonna be I trust you blindly, Phil, right? And I've been noticing that's like a theme that you, you like give trust maybe easier than some CEOs would. I do. Why is that? What, what's the methodology behind that? It's offense. I think people say no too often because they fear ramifications. I don't think micro losses are scary and empowering people to make decisions is how you scale. And to me, I've always thought that somebody doing an 86 instead of my 100 is better than not doing it at all. Plus, how am I ever gonna learn if somebody is capable without giving them a chance? Like eventually you have to let your kid swim. Eventually you have to let them swing the bat. Um, And so yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm completely not driven by fear. And people are, and the reason people don't let people do things is they fear it or they have, I mean it's ego. A lot of people don't want their understudies or their direct reports or the people they manage to be better at something than them. It's just insecurity. Uh, I'm massively secure in myself and that's exactly right, Kibble. It's a good insight and you're doing a good job with this and asking me these questions. Like, I say yes, I give trust at first. You can lose it. People are like, trust is earned. I'm like, cool, that seems fucking slow and egotistical. Like, who the fuck am I to have it earned? You know, like, great, like, fuck that. Uh, to me, trust is given, and then you lose it if you're a dick face, incapable, incapable, excuse me, and, um, and have proven that you're not, you're not worthy of the challenge or the, uh, or the role. I think one thing I've noticed, though, that is a counteract to my move is that a lot of times, when you accelerate that too, too soon, people become entitled. They get, they, in the micro, get a little bit of high on their supply and they think they're big shit and they start having egos underneath you when you were, like, watching my people that I empower with, like, I trust you blindly, then not trust people blindly underneath them is, uh, is heartbreaking, happens often and is something I'm thinking a lot about. How do you communicate or how do you distill that same methodology to the people under you so that it's like a prolonged process? I don't. I, I prefer to see what people actually do naturally themselves than try to micromanage it. I think a lot of people never get a true read on somebody because they've over manipulated their tasks and the person is doing exactly what that boss wants. And to me, to me ultimate scale is allowing people to roam free and expose themselves. It's kind of like that rope, right? I'll give you rope and you can go forever or you can hang yourself with that rope. I think that uh, whatever that analogy is that I've heard in culture, I'm sure is what I'm doing, which is I'm giving unbelievable amounts of rope and some people will run into perpetuity with it and create enormous amounts of happiness and wealth and success and whatever we do together and others will you know, get tripped up on it and get caught up in their bungee cord and, and lose. You made a post the other day on Instagram about the new man and how men are um, going to grow in emotional intelligence and caring and, and soft skills. Can you elaborate? Well, first of all, I have always been you know, an alpha and I have always led with gratitude and empathy and kindness and compassion and caring. I that doesn't always manifest in my content or on stage when I'm, you know, when I have the lights on and I'm my most showman. Um, but I mean, 
that's become very obvious to anybody that's close to me. Um, and I believe that because the world is harder to hide from, that over time people will develop better people skills because that has always been the thing that mattered. But in a world that you could hide behind closed doors, non-internet, non-media, and everybody's fingertips, people went to bad behavior. Um, and so, yeah, I think, I think emotionally intelligent um, characteristics and what I would call soft and caring and fluffy and warm and cuddly and cute, uh, I think are actually enormous strengths for an alpha male. Um, and I do think of it a lot like the color pink and the color blue. These were, the color pink was a boy's color and the color blue was a girl's color in the early, in the late 1800s, early 1900s and it was rebranded. Um, and I think that, you know, in the 1980s, you know, tough and don't show emotion and don't show weakness and all that uh, were the kind of like Marlboro Man, John Wayne era. And I think that, I think that the way I roll is going to be the next era. Now, I'm probably both, right? Like, I can be kind of like aggressive and competitive and show that side, but my absolute strength and foundation to my success and, 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 and often other people's that I admire from afar are predicated on their empathy and, and perspective and gratitude and warmth and you know, I, I, think, I think I'm winning on, on that and I think I'm gonna make it popular and I think a lot of people are gonna feel the benefits of good. In one sentence, what is emotional intelligence? Um, I mean, <laughs> emotional intelligence for me, I define emotional intelligence in the ability to be empathetic, um, uh, the ability to feel others, the ability to be the bigger person emotionally because you are not uh, chemically or perspectively thinking about things in the short term and you're able to take a step back and in the heat of the moment uh, bring value and, and just, I, I think, feeling people. You know, just feeling people and then knowing what to do with it. Um, there's emotional intelligence and there's the ability to then in the fine line turn that into manipulation because you feel people and you're able to move them into something that doesn't benefit them and I think some of the worst people of all time have been emotionally intelligence, have had emotional intelligence um, but they, they transformed it into negative manipulation and, you know, and my ambition is to go the other way which is to use my emotional intelligence to create an incredible um, force of good and I think emotional intelligence is a little bit more complex than just charisma. You know, I think, um, I think it's, uh, and, and you know, and I, I, think, I think a lot of times I'll use emotional intelligence or other things. I genuinely believe there's a conversation to be had around kindness. You know? Being kind. It works. I'm noticing it. <laughs> it works. Yeah, but, but I think there's also like, you know, I think, I think one thing that people don't understand is I think I use being misunderstood as an advantage to get it accomplished. So let's talk about how you set this up. So there's always gonna be a group that believes in me right away and there's a, belie- a group that doesn't believe in me and then there's the middle which is the biggest group of all. I think for a lot of those people, they're gonna gravitate towards, you know, I, I, always, I always say, people find what they're looking for. So I feel like the people that most appreciate my content right away are either optimistic and positive in nature to begin with so they see it, or love candor. 
right? And then there's people who are just cynical because they've been hurt or negative because they're negative. Uh, And I think those people struggle with me at first. But I do think being misunderstood or having very polarizing reactions to me is a strength of mine because I can slow roll people into where I'm looking to get them mentally in my own selfish ambition to like do good. I'm not hung up on it. Like whether I'm right or your buddies are right, like somebody's gonna be right in the end. (laughs) You know, like like spending time debating if I'm a good dude or not, if I'm like, if I'm really real or not, you know, if I'm full of shit or not, is utterly a complete waste of time. Boom. I'm just fucking gonna do and just like, the score will be the score. Didn't matter if you thought LeBron was gonna be good or not. Like, LeBron took care of that. Like, so, and people will still say what they're gonna say. So, I'm okay with that. Not judging yourself. You've been talking about this a lot recently. And for whatever reason, it's been really clicking with me recently and I'm trying to figure out what it is. Can you speak to that a little bit more? I don't judge other people and it starts with myself and it's a very powerful thing. Of course I judge people, like, but I don't judge them. I guess, that, you, know, you know, of course, let me rephrase, things run through my minds, opinions, but judgment like, is, like, is final. Mm-hmm. It's absolute. And uh, I just think everything's in a work in progress or moments in time or angles or context or you need to know so much more. Like everybody's got opinions on people. They don't even, first of all, first of all, this is just straight fucking facts. 99.9% of people that you judge or have opinions on, you have no idea what the fuck is actually happening in their lives. Let's just start there. The, the fact is you probably only know what four or five people actually have going on. And even then you don't know as much about your sister and your parents as you think. So who the fuck are you? I mean that to me is just like, I just have no interest in being so wrong. I care too much about myself to judge other people. (laughs) Like, you don't know me and that means I don't know you. And so, you know, everything is within context. Everybody's so absolute, you know? World is gray. I think it's, because I'm, I think a lot of people are always trying to hide it or hedge it. I'm just comfortable within it. I'm comfortable in somebody having wants or needs or expectations of me. I don't think that's a bad trait. I may not be able to deliver on it. There's a million other variables in play, but I'm always in me, I have so many meetings where I know they're disguises for an ask and I always immediately try to make them feel comfortable. I'm like, look, I'm a purebred capitalist entrepreneur. Uh, you know, yes, I have this definite like kind of like fuzzy kind of like family like thing, but I'm here trying to kill. You know, and so like for you to come here, you don't need to tell me you're changing the world like or that every time, like I, for example, the thing that pissed the shit out of me, all the people that started the companies were like, buy one umbrella and I'll give one umbrella to somebody that needs it. That whole, t- you know, Tom's Shoes did it out of early place but then everybody did it and everybody was using charity and good and meanwhile, if you dissected their business, they, it wasn't like they were. The pure way to do it is this is 30 bucks and it's 30 bucks and I'm gonna give five bucks. What everybody did was 
this is 30 bucks, I'm gonna charge five bucks and make it 35 bucks and I'm gonna give five bucks and look how good of a person I am. And they literally used it as disguise. So my whole thing when I, when I meet people is like, look, let's get to the punchline. I think you should ask me for something. Mazel tov, great, I get sales, like, and because it's just time. I'm trying to create safety for my employees, for my family, for acquaintances. Let's just, like, I'm not gonna judge you if, you're, if you think that my platform or me can disproportionately help you, you should ask. Now, you need to be empathetic to understand everybody's asking that. And I've got a lot of my own shit that I gotta do and da 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 but I think I'm trying to figure out how to make it more acceptable because people are spending, nine, I mean it's unbelievable, you can have a, literally a one hour meeting where it's 58 minutes of people creating a mirage so that they can get to that two minutes and I'm like, fuck it, because I'll say yes or no one way or the other, whether there's the setup or not, depending on if I can do it or not. Let's just get to that, because I'd love to have my 45 minutes back. Hey, podcast listeners, uh, big ups. I'm putting on my Gary Vaynerchuk CEO of Vayner Media hat right now, not the Gary V that all of you love so much, or at least are curious of, or actually are starting to hate. I have no idea how you feel, but I love you. Nonetheless, uh, we're a year into it, uh, not even really, but one of the most exciting things that Vayner Media sells, besides the million dollar scopes for the biggest brands in the world, is this concept of four Ds. Do I have a URL for this as I'm doing this? Is it, can, can you figure it out while I'm yapping? D-Rock. Anyway, 4Ds, Daily Digital Deep Dive, a consulting product from VaynerMedia that has crushed uh, for us and has had a huge impact. I just came back from Agent 2021. I know this is a post uh, announcement for the podcast, but I'm gonna run this for a while. So that was in January if you're listening in May, uh, but I know it's February right now. Nonetheless, um, uh, a $10,000 immersion day where you come in and you learn from our creative team, our media team, our consulting strategy team, like just a complete get in here, kind of like Disney and Zappos does, have your company pay for a $10,000 consulting strategy day here in New York City. We're also now doing it in London. Details are on VaynerMedia's site, vaynermedia.com slash 4Ds slash services slash 4Ds. Can you create a Gary no. V's? Create a Gary V for me. No. Get no. Hold on, everyone. Stick with me here. DRock's going. If not, I'm going to create a Gary V. Sure. Great. VaynerMedia.com slash 4DS, right? Yeah. VaynerMedia.com slash 4DS. The 4Ds, the daily digital deep dive. It is changing small and medium-sized businesses' worlds. Go on the website to get the dates or go to Gary Vaynerchuk's website, GaryVaynerchuk.com, and go to events and see it there. I'm in there for an hour doing kind of my one-on-one Q&A, personal fix your business, grow your business, expand your business session. It has exploded. I am now completely confident in this product. At first, I was like, oh, 10,000, can we make it worth it? Hearing the ridiculous stories of, I came to your 40s and was doing 280,000, now we're doing 2.2 million. To be very frank, I'm thinking about raising the price. I wanna make sure the podcast world knows about it. VaynerMedia.com slash 4DS or GaryVaynerchuk.com, hit the events tab. Come and check out the 4Ds. I'd love to see you in New York or London. Go see the dates, sign up. This will change your business. See ya.